welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Thanks to Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo, and Todd Ferguson at My Pet Machine on Facebook for our music. Last time on Carrots and Suffering, after the death of the head priest and were-rat, Vincent of the Thieves' Guild, our heroes argued their next move. Jalen and Kylan ditched the body in the town's lake. All of our heroes gathered at Silva's house, where they chased out the rats. Jessica was trained in the art of hip-swish by Mrs. Lunari and her sister. Isaac revealed that their preferred form is Leslie, and had a conversation where Silpa revealed the existence of blood magic at House Mason, to which Leslie appeared shocked and left. At first light, Sable ran home to find Ophelia, who in a previous episode had made an agreement to do what the fairies tell her, and was promptly commanded to start a war with House Mason. Sable didn't find Ophelia, and so came back to town looking for her. Sable suddenly remembered that she needed to be home, because Lord Mentor was en route to her place for a courting with Alan Varathy and Harriet Mentor. Let's get back into it. There's a courting. Oh yeah, I forgot. There was a... Damn it! ...sewer thing that had my attention. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I get you. Um, if you're not there, yeah, you, that's going to be a bad thing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, can you? Well, I can't fly. A falcon with a rat in its talons? Well, you know. That would get you there. Yeah, it might hurt a little bit, but. Yeah, just don't, just don't squirm. Damn it. Just tell me what you think as quickly as you can, and then I will make my determination. Well, the most straightforward way of resolving this would be eliminate Ophelia. But I think, given the nature of the problem, that is a cheap and short-term solution. She paces back and forth some more. So, what exactly is the nature of this deal? She has to obey what she is told? She has to do what she is told by any of the minions of the Fae. Well, to avoid a war, we, we need to understand why exactly the Fairy Queen desires a war with the Masons and... See if we could either aid or halt that. As far as Philia, I know the Lady Miev has magics and... At this point, Sable is smiling just a little bit, kind of like fondly. And she stands up from wherever she is sitting uh, and walks over to Silpha and like puts a hand on her shoulder. And she is like, Silpha, I love you dearly. I have an idea. What if we were to deafen... Ophelia for 28 days. You, can you do that? She can read, you know. A blindfold? Certainly there must exist magics that could circumvent the terms of this contract and buy us some time. What we need to do is drag this out for as long as possible to allay anything. And that requires us finding Ophelia first. For the length of the contract. She may already be seeking her own protections for all I know. I... I am not intending to draw you into all of this. I'm... Well, we all shall be drawn into all of this if it means war in the kingdom. I know, I know. And while on the whole, war would benefit no one, it would benefit some. I know. You are a dear friend, and I know that you will think on this, and you will come up with good ideas, and I would hear them. But for now, I have to go home. Attend to your duties as the lady of your house, and I will go to the Lady Miev's. And seek her counsel. Thank you. I gotta get home, so I'm gonna ask Helena how's the fastest way she can get me home. Helena turns into a falcon. 
Alrighty then. Off we go. You turn into something small with... Small that she can carry. All right. And she scoops you up and deftly does not stab you through the heart. That's so nice you, of her. So uh, you arrive back at your manor well ahead of the almost parade. That's good. <laughs> good thing is they're probably not moving quickly. I no, I did not. put my best person on this, who also happens to be like a buddy, basically. Yeah. So, so when you get there, it, it's very much ready to go uh, oh, there's God. even some guest rooms if they if it runs late and there's five courses of possible food choices and tea and biscuits and all of that thing and alan is um, dressed spectacularly better than he was even at the funeral of the ball and then the servants are kind of lining up and waiting for the parade to arrive Jalen. So we get home, she's going to say, Jessica, I, I need my rapier back. She hands it to you and says, if I go get this silvered, what? will they do it for real this time? I would talk to Kylan about that because he was the one who told them not to do it for you. If he tells them to do it for you for real, I'm sure they will. Fine. Thank you for your help, Jessica. I'm really glad you were with us last night. Hey, um, here's the here's the deal with the Thieves Guild. I... I do want to be in charge of it. And so if you want to run off and marry Lynn, you can, okay? Just, I'm putting it out there. Dad can screw off. And that's about when you hear from across the room, I can what? And uh, Mr. Evans strides in and she says, I want to be in charge of the Thieves Guild. And he says, uh-huh. J- Jalen has learned to take a very distinct and quiet backseat when they're going back and forth at each other. And she kind of like waits for him to say something else and he doesn't. And then she says, "So you're you're gonna you're gonna let me do that?" And he says, "Maybe. I don't understand what you're getting at here." And Lord Evans kind of turns and says, "Well, we're going to send Jalen to Lynn's house tomorrow for a lovely biscuits and tea, and we're just gonna see how that goes. How's that sound, Jessica?" And she's like, "I does that that doesn't tell me if I get the." And he's like. Puts a, puts a finger on her mouth and says, patience, patience. Now go do something else. <laughs> and she has this sort of half angry, half confused look as she wanders in the back towards the dojo. Jalen will look at Lord Evans and say, so how would you like it to go tomorrow? If you could be here around noon and in a fancy dress, I'll take care of the rest. I guess I was more asking how you want it to go. Do you want it to go well or poorly? Or... Oh, I want them to have the impression that you are a spectacular example of the Evans family. That could mean two entirely different things. So you want me to accurately represent House Evans? Uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I want you in a nice dress... To go to a formal courting, just like you were trained in finishing school. Okay. I want you to do it just how you were trained, and I will gauge Lynn's father's impression of how things are going down, and we'll make decisions based on that. Okay. She's going to kind of get this look on her face and say, I'm, I'm a bit suspicious of them and their motives. I've paid fairly well to learn about them and their motives and thus far it seems like their son has a bit of a crush on you yeah it's one thing for him to have a crush on me it's another thing for them to be okay with him courting me because i mean if he were 
if he were to court, say, Jessica, he would be taking a step down. Courting me is like walking off of a cliff. Just a moment. And he'll turn and kind of walk back to the hallway and look and then sort of close the doors to whatever room you're in and come back and say, there aren't very many girls your age who are trained fighters. His choices are somewhat limited if that's what he's after. And just to be brutally honest about your sister, she has some quirks. <laughs> that's a fine way to put it, sir. I will keep an ear to the ground. I will ensure that any servant's gossip comes our way, and we will make an informed decision. In the meantime, it's just a courting. Yes, sir. We've got probably at least two more of these before we have to decide anything. Okay. And then she's going to head into town. Jalen goes into town, rendezvous with Silpha. I assume mm -hmm. this is at Silpha's house. You two yep. have to decide where you're going next. Uh, so she, I mean, we're out in the open, so I don't know how much she's going to tell me. Silpha gives you this very serious look that lets you know things are bad. Again. <laughs> Still. We're all in a bit over our heads. Well, it's Tuesday. I think something big is going to go down, Jalen. If we can't put a stop to things, I'm at my wit's end. As to what we can do about this situation, I was going to go to the Lady Mievs to seek her advice. Do you want to come? If I am not immediately needed on your errand to Miev, I have an errand at the library, and it would be cool if I could go do that. But if you need me to come with you, I will. Sofa always wants to go to the library. That's, <laughs> that's hard. War. Reading books. books. <laughs> war. Tough calls. <laughs> well, Trade-offs. Not even war. Trade -offs. Avoiding war or reading books. She gives you a sharp look. And you know that Selfa loves the library. So this is difficult. And she says, I think we need to keep a war from starting. Hey, so will my coming with you now actually help with that? Well, whatever the Lady Miev can tell me, and whatever I learn, I would want to share with you anyways. and. I think it's just easiest if you were present. Okay. And you get a sense she also just doesn't want to be alone. Okay, I'm coming with you. But maybe you can help me with what I want in the library later. I am always willing to help. Cut back over to Sable's house. Sable's house, which is a hustle and a bustle right now. I'm seeing if Lorelai is around. She is not. As you go into the branch of the house where Lorelai lives, most things are packed up. They're deserting the house. She's probably going to the juries. Is there, are there any others there? The grandkids are all filling the area. And... Is there anyone old enough for me to ask where Lorelai has gone? I mean, yeah, I mean, you can ask around for her. They'll yeah. give you conflicting information and doesn't seem to be purposeful. All right. Do I have time to... Put together a note and send it with a servant to the Drury's. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm not doing it with Lorelai, but I will send a note to Ophelia. She is a member of the Druid Circle, and I will let her know that I'm sending this messenger who is being requested to wait and return with her answer. I need to know her plans in as much detail as she can provide. Okay. Lord Mentor arrives with Lady Mentor and... Don't have Silpha here to tell me how to behave, so... Harriet and Malik and small retinue, about four servants and six guards. 
and they pile out of their two carriages they brought kind of together and file into your house. I am pulling on everything that I ever learned in finishing school. Give me a history roll. Oh, shit. 13? Okay. It's not a bad show. You you seem to hit most of the required formalities. The salient points. Okay. Yeah. It's not impressive. Yeah. You get a little leeway for this being your first one. It's day three, I think, of me being a noble. <laughs> yeah. It's not, uh, it, you know, you don't astound anyone, but you, you get the job done. Okay. So the courting goes on for four and a half hours. Oh, God. Does it go well? And that depends a little bit on Alan. So we're going to give Alan a perform check. Uh, He comes away with a mighty 10, which means it is an entirely adequate performance. Okay. Which means that between Harriet and Alan, they both sit awkwardly and observe all the appropriate rules, learn nothing about each other. There's no sign of chemistry or lack of chemistry. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you want to establish while you have nearly four hours of hanging out with Lord Mentor? I will make the requisite small talk at first. I do, though, want to kind of establish with him his expectations. So uh, once a month, you kind of file your books with him and a tax is levied and you pay it. One of the servants will come forward with some examples of what that has looked like in the past and about mm-hmm. how much and you get basically a lengthy this is not sable's happy place all these numbers and like the logging numbers and all of that she's definitely thinking she's going to find somebody to handle this shit so each house has champions which are essentially the police force of the kingdom unless you are right next to the castle in which case there are some employed guards champions are essentially knights in this world So every house has a bundle of them. They are highly trained and have a higher status. And their role is to respond to kingdom problems. Mm -hmm. Say, for example, a war broke out between two houses. The champions of those houses would be expected to report to Lord Mentor, not their houses. Now, this is never quite gone down that way that's exactly what i was about to ask in practice throughout the history of the kingdom the champions have always been loyal to their houses first and they are technically lord mentor's army but to summarize what you get out of him for your obligations he looks at the number of champions house barathi is providing Mm -hmm. and will ask for two more within three years you have a relatively intense but mildly boring four and a half hours yeah at which point they pack up and head out just before dark. Yeah, and I'll make sure that Mentor, Lord Mentor knows that he is welcome anytime. We would be happy to, you know, have him again. And he says, yes, uh, we'll be back in a week's time. Back at Lady Miev's house. So you guys have probably three hours before it gets dark. You arrive, Tess leads you to the back where the magical panic room is. And she uh, knocks and Lady Miev opens and she's wearing these weird metallic goggles and her room is sort of covered in papers and drawings and she says come in come in i was just about to send for you excellent and jalen just looks around wow so there's two main drawings that seem to be the center of attention in the room one is a metal 
Angels and Stone Man. And the other is a giant five-pointed star with arcane scribbles at each one of the points and in the center. I will roll arcana for Silpha to see if she she got a 15. (laughs) Not rolling very well for Silpha today. That is only a 12. So with a 12, you can read the writing. Like, looking at this, this is obviously some kind of golem or animated armor you would imagine and the the writing on the star is labeled cold fire life stone and steel and in the center is the word power and then jalen with a 15 you you recognize for some reason and well okay maybe a number of these came with like little pictograms next to them so you're like yeah it's fire yay but you can puzzle out what all of those mean as well and you note that there are corresponding symbols on the diagram in the kind of chest piece and the arms and the head okay so the in the golem drawing yeah okay and is i mean is there like the head is something in particular or the i mean is there well basically there are these points that are labeled and so you would imagine that fire goes in a shoulder you would imagine that life goes in the head that stone and steel go down to the sort of base of the torso on the left and the right and that cold goes in the other arm, and then the power is just labeled in the middle, and there's not a symbol there. So she will say, ah, so I imagine you have business before we get to mine? Uh, yes, I, we desperately seek your counsel, and she will rehash to the Lady Miev and fill Jalen in, in telling her, Sable is over her head, to say the least. And I know not what to do. The Lady Varathi had various bargains in place to protect the Varathi house, and one of the members of Sable Circle took on some sort of deal in order to maintain these protections for the next 28 days, and in exchange, she must do what servants of the Fairy Queen compel her to do, and her first order of business was to mount an assault on House Mason. Jalen is going to rub the side of her head and close her eyes. Well, we need to get her in a fairy-proof spelled room immediately uh, before she does anything drastic. Uh, She probably only commands the loyalty of a couple of soldiers and maybe a champion or two. Uh, Her assault is not going to go well if she can't get allies. My understanding thus far is that that she had left for the Drurys. I mean, the Drurys are intensely opposed to magic. Maybe they might have an issue with the, the hammer that surfaced. Uh, they could be allies. Sable mentioned something about the Masons perhaps creating some sort of champion in opposition to the Fairy Queen, and perhaps this is what has set her off. So Miev gets a very concerned look on her face and looks up at her golem drawing and says, I wonder if they've got the house wrong. I have a question. If Ophelia were to suddenly die, would her agreement with Fairy be null and void? I mean, would that, whatever protections she traded for, would those be over with? They would, yes. Okay, so that's not an option. (laughs) Jalen subsides. I mean, I don't know what the protections were, but I... You would well, lose. but it sounds like something that House Farathi needed, so just taking her out would not necessarily be... They would be back to wherever they were before this agreement was made. 
Secondly, I guess there's some things I need you to do that is probably slightly less important than this, but important nonetheless. And she walks over to her diagrams. From her desk, she picks up five different scrolls of paper, and she hands you these five scrolls and says, I need you to give one of these to a different blacksmith. I need you to be very subtle about it so that the blacksmiths don't know that each other blacksmith is working on similar components. When they're finished, they are to deliver them to me. Secondly, she steps over to the second diagram, the one with the star on it, and she says, we have need of some items to make this a success. I'm still researching on what they might have, but we need something that symbolizes the power of steel or metal or iron. The formula, the magical formula are always metaphorical. This is, this is the heart of iron is what this translates to. We need a, an iron heart. Uh, similarly, we need, we need some kind of essence of stone, or heart of stone, a heart of life, a heart of fire, and a heart of frost. And then all of this needs to be tied together with some sort of amulet of significant spiritual significance or financial significance, whatever gets enough emotional value invested in it that it can sustain the magic we need. Understood. Now, um, I've done some research, and it would seem that one of the houses gave to Lord Mentor an amulet of extreme value. Yes, we... the Drury's. We saw it in the vault. Oh. I guess that is where you got the notebooks. And the eye. Well, no wonder you said it was dangerous. Yes, well, so that is the only necklace I know of in the kingdom currently, but I'm still searching. If we could get it out of the vault, it can be the necklace of power. However, if we can find something else with a lot of spiritual significance or emotional weight, that could fill in that spot. Now, when it comes to these essences, I think we're going to have to do some monster hunting. I got troll heart for the heart of life or that would be perfect similarly a a heart of a fire breathing creature would be wonderful if you can find some sort of ice monster that would be delightful as well silva is excited by the distraction and turns eyes to jaylen and says a perfect reason to go to the library yes yes indeed it is a perfect excuse to go to the library Do not be distracted by the pretty quests. This is needed, and I can't get more books from the library, so I will research from here, but if you head to the library, perhaps you can find what sort of creatures we might need to hunt. Well, we must get you Ophelia first. Uh, That would be wise, but the long game here means the necklace and the essences are more important than Ophelia. Perhaps less immediate, but more important. Yes, ma'am. I think at this point, Silpha also wants to tell Lady Miev what's going on with House Mason and that the the regent somehow knows about their secret as well and intends to do something but prevent the marriage of Silpha and Isaac. So you, you tell her about blood magic? I would make sure the door to this room is closed first. It is closed because it's all spelled and everything. It's for sure closed. I, I tell you now because, well... The regent knows somehow, and and I told Isaac. Oh, good. I'm so glad. So at the end of your explanation, she's sort of sitting on her desk, and she says, <clears throat> Give me back the 
the scrolls for the smiths. We have enough information on House Mason. House Mason will build it and keep our confidences. And that means that it is deeply important that they not be at war, doesn't it? And she will sort of dig through a desk and pull out a, a scroll piece of paper and hand it to you and say, this is the most useful thing I can think of. It should be able to find her if you're close, and even if she's in animal form. And she hands you a scroll of locate creature. Go get her. I will have this area ready for you. Do we have time to get to the jury house? You could go there instead of town. It'll take about the same amount of time. We wouldn't be able to get back here, probably. There and back would definitely have you traveling at night. I'm not saying you can't travel at night, and I would never prevent you. There, however, will be monsters hunting for moving things to eat. Monsters that might have useful parts. I think we should go back to town, go to the library, sleep at your house. I can't. I have somewhere to be tomorrow. Not till noon. Not till noon. Um, And the juries are on the way to the Poor Nino, as you said, right? Yes. We can make sure you were dolled up for your... Yeah, I I have no doubt in your mother's hands, but I'm supposed to start at House Evans at noon. Like, I'm supposed to be there. You could send a runner. I'll meet you there in my dress. Okay. That's what I think we should do. (laughs) Your dad's going to be pissed. I don't think if we bag Ophelia tonight, we're going to be able to get her back to Lady Miev's. And I think maybe waiting till tomorrow morning to do that early. It'd help if I were there. It would help if Sable was there. Silpha nods in agreement to your plan. Okay, so to the library. You get to the library. Okay, so Jalen's going to say, I want to find out uh, who my parents were. Oh, well, so I'm thinking, I know my mom's first name was Gail, so I'm thinking we look at the obituaries from, say, 15 to 17 years ago. Well, that or births are a matter of public record. And I don't know if she was married to my dad, so um, yeah, okay. My birth will be a public record but it probably won't be my name i don't know if they named me or if well house evans named me what if we started with the evans formal adoption of you there would have that would have had to be a matter of record and perhaps that document will list your parents so we're looking at the adoption records so is there actually an orphanage in fenrir or is no. i mean it, and, okay there probably was in before thorn's times but they are mostly winging it now. Yeah, it's messy. It's okay. real messy here. So. Okay, so I guess that's the first thing we're going to look at is the adoption records into House Evans and see if there's any mention of Jalen's so birth far. parents. Give me an investigate roll with advantage. You have, or you can pay five silver and some librarian will do the work for you. I will first try to investigate on my own, make a decision, and then if necessary, pay a librarian. Got it. Ooh, nice. That is a 23 investigation roll. Hey, yeah, you find the adoption records in no time at all. You knew roughly where they were, and you go there, and you pull out the right book from the right year, and... Like Silpha's done this kind of thing Mm -hmm. before, as a scribe. Like it's your job. And inside you find an adoption record from House Evans. It does not list your parentage at all, Jalen. Okay. Does it list any? Does it mention any circumstances surrounding her adoption? It doesn't mention really much at all. It's a very formal document signed by Lord Evans, essentially declaring your adoption, and it is next to the death certificate of Lady Evans, which lists her cause of death as childbirth. What, what was the year of the adoption? My birth year, or is it a little later? It's pretty much your birth year. Okay. So the next thing 
Okay, so I guess the next place to look would be obituaries from the same year. So go ahead and give me a roll. Uh, we're you looking can for still Gale. have advantage because you know the year and you know this library and you're a scribe. 21. Okay. So you dig through the obituaries. It was a big year for deaths. Dig through. A lot of prominent people died. There's a decent effort to keep track of deaths of free folk, which would describe Gale. But there's no effort to take keep track of the deaths of Thornscutters. So we do find record of Gale dying. You find a a record of Gale, but it's listed as missing, presumed dead. Do I have any inclination of the history of what happened in the year of her birth? Roll me history. If you use the library, you can have advantage. I will. You're trying to find out why there were so many deaths? Okay. It's the 17. It just, it happened to be a very hard winter, and as a result, the thorns mutated thorns monster beasts were particularly hungry and they did a lot more hunting in town than they normally did how official is the thieves guild would there be records here of anything happening in the thieves guild or is it too no. under the radar no okay there's no. nothing there's nothing official about the thieves guild yeah there's nothing guild except the name okay what well, did gail have a last name is there anything gail's last name was just listed as freeman because she's okay not assigned to any of the other families and isn't a serf so she she may not have had a last name okay but there's not a lot of records you can go back and try to find a birth certificate like a birth record for her give me another advantaged investigate an 18 yeah so you can find a gail freeman that was born years before uh, and the name of so what would have been your grandparents, which would it be uh, a Peter and Mildred? There's not really a way to track him down, is there? I mean, nobody cares about the thorns cutters. Sofa gives Jalen a sad look. Apart from talking to people who might have known your parents, I don't know of any other way to find the truth. She's going to switch a little bit to phrenemic and, and because she doesn't want to say too much in this very public place. But she says, um, you know, I think Kylan knows something. And he doesn't want to tell me. You could always do some gumshoeing down at the old ale factory. It's true. You can go to socialize and try to find people in their early 40s. Who might have known her. Late 30s who would have known her. Well, that might be something for another day. I think we have to do Miev's research, too. This is not with advantage, because you are looking for esoteric magical things in the library owned by a person who is a generally opposed to magical things so a regular role basically scribe is giving you advantage but the topic is giving you disadvantage i'll look too for all the good it'll do <laughs> so that's pretty good oh, uh, nope. is this a history role an investigation role jalen you find a picture book <laughs> i find i found some dragons <laughs> dragons and frost giants see <laughs> if it's history it's an 18 uh this is investigate it's a 16. You find a number of animals that are, or monsters, that are affiliated with this sort of concepts. Troll actually is, as you intuited before, a, a life concept because of their wild regeneration powers. And you now know that after finding that information that fire stops that uh, regeneration only temporarily. She'll point out, that's why these are opposed. Ah, 
The list of fire creatures is numerous. They go from dragon to some sort of worm creature to hot pickings. You just, no idea. Phoenix feathers. Yeah, yeah. you've got a massive list, right? The list of cold creatures is much smaller. There are dragons, but there's also some, you know, rare Arctic wolves, something called a yeti, frost giants. Like that we would need to go to cold places to find. (laughs) Um, Or another bad winter. Yeah, I mean, your odds of finding it aren't, aren't great. But things get mutated in the thorns in very strange ways. For steel, you actually find only one creature listed. It's a fairy, and it's known as the Anis Hag. Ah. Woven through its body is black iron. Which is weird for fairy. It is weird for fairy, you know, because cold iron isn't a problem for them. And then for stone creatures like the cockatrice, the medusa, the gorgon, stone giants... Basilisks. Basilisks, elementals. I mean, there's fire elementals and... Are there ice elementals? or There are water elementals and you can freeze them. Okay. They shrink, though. Gotta watch out for cold weather shrinking. (laughs) In other words, there's a, a wealth of mythical creatures, almost none of which you have seen in Fenrir. But you know the the Anis hag is a fairy, and so that gives you some hope. Also, you've seen one before now that you've read the description. This was that creature that Vincent summoned. And, oh yeah, I think Sable took something from it. Trolls in this setting are going to be fairy creatures, even though I believe in the monster manual they are giants. So the that is something you might be able to find in Fenrir, probably in the Thorns, not necessarily wandering around town. Except at night. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get us to come out at night. Or find someone who can summon a fairy creature. Oh, you killed him already. <laughs> Good riddance. (laughs) He's feeding a fish-like creature. (laughs) It's part of the ecosystem now. That will conclude our library trip, I believe. I think so. So we're just going to go back to the Lunari house for the night. Mama, Jalen's going to stay over tonight, too. And I thought we could get ready for both our formal courtings together tomorrow morning. So you get a, a gasp so loud and so high. That it becomes imperceptible, and she immediately leaps into action as clothes come pouring out of the closet and shoes are just thrown at you, and your night is a wild mess. (laughs) Excellent. It's time for the mid-roll. Chinchillas are extremely cute. And that's probably enough of an animal fact, but I'll give you some more. They are seriously the softest thing I have ever touched in my life. Chinchillas have the thickest fur of all land animals at 2,000 hairs per square inch and 60 to 80 hairs per follicle. The fur is so dense that parasites like fleas suffocate. Chinchillas are susceptible to heat stroke as a result, but they can survive a South American winter at 10,000 to 15,000 feet altitude. Easy peasy. The thick fur also allows this creature to escape prey, leaving only tufts of fur behind. Also, to deal with high altitudes, they have very efficient lungs and great blood oxygen levels. The chinchilla isn't a big critter at 10 to 14 inches in length. This rodent has kangaroo-like legs, enabling it to leap 6 feet in the air. It lives 15 to 20 years, which is pretty good for a rodent, and they are monogamous in the wild. They produce large amounts of offspring, just like rabbits. Lastly, the creature takes dust baths adorably rolling in puffs of dust. You need to Google this. It is adorable. 
All right, let's get back to it. Well, I, I envision Mrs. Lunari doing the full makeover routine and being a part of it herself. So I'm picturing them doing like the clay mud mask with the cucumbers on their eyes and the towels on their heads. And they're like just lounging around, sipping martinis and, you know, having this impromptu girls night. We are absolutely doing that. Somebody's doing your nails. Mm -hmm. So at this juncture, you have Honeymead, because that's the Lunari family oh, right, business, right, right. you know, because bugs. <laughs> I love it. That's a great advertising thing. <laughs> Honeymead, because bugs. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're sitting there with the masks setting on our faces, Jalen uh, will say, uh, Mrs. Lunari, can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Did you ever know a Gail Freeman? Mm, thinking I did know a Gail Freeman yeah she was a um well her reputation wasn't very good I didn't know her well why do you ask what do you remember oh gosh Gail Gail had this peculiar way of just upsetting everyone in basic conversation she was um brash very much so like just speaking her mind or um, trolling? I mean, what was she, she doing? Was, yeah, very much. She would poke the bear, if you will. She liked to kind of figure out what irritated someone and do that. Very beautiful woman, though. Do you know what happened to her? Nope. She just disappeared one day. Hmm. It's a shame, really. She uh, was expecting at the time, which was very interesting. Do you know who the father was? No, that's the part that was interesting. No oh. one did. Okay. Now, Gail's parents made rope for a living, and she was considered sort of a, an artisan's daughter. She did pretty well, but she absolutely was the black sheep, fell off the rocker. Do you know anybody who would have known her? Gail. Hmm. Oh, Gail hasn't, well, Gail hasn't been around in, gosh. 16 years. Yes. Almost 17 now. Oh, let's see. I guess I, I don't really. We really didn't travel in the same circles. Okay. You might check with some of the fishermen. Really? Well, fishing is a very common way to retire when you're not a wealthy person. Gotcha. Thanks, Mrs. Lenari. No problem. So, I found one of Silpha's older dresses from her chubbier days. <laughs> her larval days? Mm -hmm. Yes, you could call them that. Anyway, she was just as tall as she is now, but just a little heavier. So I went ahead and set them out, and several of them will fit you, and we can add some darting. It'll be wonderful. Okay, sounds great. So there's a dress fitting. There's a trial run for your makeup for the day. There's facials. There's manicures. There's pedicures. I imagine you're doing that until the wee hours. I think we came home, and it was shortly before dusk. We ate dinner, and then... Spent the next three or four hours, hours at this. Until yeah. like maybe 9 p.m. Okay. We do want to get an early start because we have to go deal with Ophelia before we do our recordings. Yes, our, our quote unquote beauty sleep. And we have to make sure the dresses we take are like packable because we're going to have to like go deal with Ophelia and then change and go do the courtings. <laughs> so Silpha would propose that we actually rent a carriage because we'll go faster. You rent a carriage. Yeah. It will be there in the morning. Yeah. 
So Silpha would say, how do you want to approach our errands for tomorrow? Your event is at noon and you must be ready. Well, I'm supposed to meet at my house at noon and we're heading that way. I think that's what we said. Well, mine is at two, but it's very important that I be on time. Of course. Even if this doesn't go through, it's very important to me that I represent my family well and we put on a good show. Well, I don't know what to expect with Ophelia. I mean, we don't even know for sure we're going to find her at the juries. I mean, if we find her, are we just going to try to talk her into going to Lady Mio's? Using force would be unwise. We might be able to persuade her. But ideally, if she has to listen to Sable's instruction, then we need Sable to be with us. Do you know what Sable's planning to do? No, but if we hand Ophelia off to Sable, we can tell Sable where to bring her, that the Lady Miev has her place ready to receive her. Okay. If you still want to investigate your parentage, I have an idea how we might go about that. Oh, yeah? But I think we'll need to enlist some of Isaac's help. Okay. And... Silpha has the idea that we could go down to the local watering hole near the fishing docks, disguised as a couple. You and Isaac disguised as a couple? Well, I thought Jalen, with the help of Isaac's disguise kit, Uh could go as uh, a young man, and Silpha could go as his fiance. but both of them are orphans, and they don't know their parentage. The name Gail came up, and they're They're desperately trying to make sure they aren't too closely related before they marry. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay. I don't know how Isaac's going to feel about me trying to find out about this stuff, but... I would think he would understand your curiosity. I mean... I just, I think they're all going to think it's kind of weird because I've... Well, I've never wondered before. She shrugs. Does Kylan know anything about your parentage? I'm pretty sure he knows plenty that he's not saying. And I don't know the first thing about trying to get something out of him that he doesn't want to talk about. He's never he's never given up information that he didn't want to before. Frankly, Jalen, I don't like that man. I mean, I know you look up to him, but anyone who would try to pressure you into making fairy bargains. The whole Captain Bitey without consenty pants has me a little on edge frankly but um yeah i don't i don't know you need to tread carefully that this is out of character the problem here is you're asking her about some pretty deep emotional shit and jalen's not usually very forthcoming with what's going on in her heart you know for for all that she grew up with some pretty solid family values she doesn't wear her heart on her sleeve so she doesn't really come out with stuff like that easily um so when she hedges around the issue and tries not to address it that's pretty well what's going on and she says i um i know kylan and i have some issues to sort out and it may or may not happen but it's well it's not just that you realize the challenge to kylan's power even with vincent having conveniently disappeared that isn't going to go away Jalen, and there are people who would take advantage of that schism. So if you want the guild to remain in the control of the Evans family, you should take notice. Well, I can't 
he's the best person to be in charge of the guild if we want to keep it loyal to the Evans family. I can't take charge of it. I'm a green bean. I have no experience. I don't even have any kills under my belt. They're not going to listen to me. So, Sable, is yes. there anything you want to do through your night to your morning? Absolutely. There are three things that I want to do. The first thing that I want to do is to find Adelaide, who's the head of the house, basically. And I'm going to ask her who is moving out and who is staying. Well, they're not checking with me. They seem irritated. But uh, it would seem that uh, Lorelai and all of her descendants are leaving. And Ophelia's family left a lot of their things here, but are, are gone. But it is clear that Lorelai and all of her descendants are leaving. Yes. But no one, aside from Ophelia's family, no one else you've seen? Again, no one tells me anything. They are just packing up and leaving, but no one else is gone yet. Well, I know that they don't tell you, but nothing happens in this house without you knowing. No one has packed up yet. Okay. Thank you. You said there's going to be a lot of empty space if Lorelai and all of her family are leaving. Yes. And they were probably in premium space. Yeah. Then I will ask Adelaide one more thing. That I would welcome anything she might hear or understand about uh, how anyone else in the family feels about moving into my position, you know, who's pleased by it, who isn't, that sort of thing. I am going to have to find out who earns a place in Lorelai's former chambers. Well, I can tell you that Amon doesn't care one way or the other and finds it really amusing that you're in charge, but that's a fairly easy question. Mm. No one saw it coming and no one is happy. Excellent. I appreciate any information that you can provide in that regard. And I'll be blunt, I am only just learning my own place here, but I can tell you that you are already invaluable to me and I would like to keep you happy. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The matron was standoffish, but she let me know I was valuable in her own sort of way. I'm a little less standoffish and perhaps due to my youth, um, a little more questioning. What is it that you lack, Adelaide? Um, oh, I'm very happy with everything here. Very happy. Think on it then. I, I will. Thank you. And then I'm going to go find Freya, the woman that locked What's-His-Name in the closet and who is the head of laundry, so I know her pretty well already. Yes. So I'm going to go find her. So you find her in whatever area they do the laundry in. I'm bringing down my bedclothes and, you know, doing my own wash, just like I always have. Mm -hmm. How's everybody responding to me? A couple servants girls will leave giggling immediately, and Freya will stand at attention and give you some kind of soldier's salute. I'll just give her like a squinched up face, like, come on. She will do it harder. <laughs> I was like, can you just hand me the soap? Yes. Yes, mistress. And she hands you the soap. Is she still standing at attention? Yep. Freya, can you do me two favors? Yes, anything you wish. All right, one, relax. Okay. You're not mad about that time I locked that boy in that closet, are oh, you? Oh, God, no. That was great. Okay. I mean, I can I can lock more boys in closets if you want me to. Uh, Cygnus was a perfect choice. Uh, should he ever deign to show his face here again? I'm sure we can come up with an excellent prank. Oh, okay, great. So, relax. I, I, I found that lovely. Okay. Also, you know, you make your way around the rooms, and you know a few things that happen in this house. Most of them. Yeah. What are people talking about? Oh. Well, mostly they're trying to decide if you really know who tried to kill you, or if you just said you did. 
and that they're going to get blamed for it. Ah, uh, I'm just washing as she's talking to me, just like I always have. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't look any different except for the fact that I'm probably wearing slightly nicer clothes and I'm just like going to it like I always do. And I'm listening to her, but I have paused at this point and taken a coin purse, like pretend like my coin purse is kind of in the way. I don't know how good I am at pretending, but that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to kind of shift it to the side so that they can see that the coin purse is there. Most of them are talking about whether or not I actually know. Yes, Lord Amon, he's, well, he's pretty happy to just sit back and giggle at everybody and sort of help himself to, uh, you know, popped corn or a popped corn-based meal of some kind. (laughs) Edgar's children are mostly handling it pretty well. When their father lost the position, they didn't really believe there was any chance they were going to get it. So they're fine. Mm-hmm. Lorelai was livid. She's moving out. Gretchen seems to be taking this pretty well. Gretchen and Hester both seem to be taking this pretty well. They are, of course, both in the circle. Are there any bets going on right now, whether I knew? Or um, whether I'm making it up? No, none of that. They all, well, all of the ones that are over 40, remember your mother. They all knew. How about bets on how long I'm going to last? Oh, uh, I wouldn't say they're bets. No one's no one's trading any money on it, but um, most of them give you six months. Oh, nice. How long would you give me? Well, um... How are you doing with me talking to you now? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's growing on me. It's getting a little easier. Okay, how do you... How do, okay, this question is not a threat. Do you like being head of laundry? Um, um, yeah, love it. It's great. Is there something else you'd rather be doing oh, in the no, castle? No, no, nothing. Or in the house? No, nothing at all. I'll kind of lean towards her and go, really? Yep, yep, it's great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go get... Right, s- I'm going to... Here, hold on. I'm going to give her a silver. And I'm going to say, here's the thing. I trust you. I mean, you pulled a prank. Really, for the benefit of my friend. Which I appreciate a great deal. And you probably know me better than any servant here. Yeah, okay. I'm going to need that. Thank you. You're welcome. So think carefully on whether you really like being head of laundry. Yeah, okay. Um, You know, okay, there is one place I would like to work. So there's this really cute horse farrier. And I think maybe like um, a stable shift every once in a while might be nice. Well, we do need to get you out of the basement. Maybe, maybe on the evenings. Hmm. All right, I'll I'll keep that in mind. All right. Oh, I wanted to find out where Hester is. Hester is in her room. So Hester is elderly and a widow. She has her own room. Her grandkids are running around for the most part. She is one of the matron's daughters? She is. Okay. All right, I'm going to go talk to Hester. Hester answers the door. Uh, good evening, Hester. Good evening. What can I do for you? Uh, I was hoping you had a moment. Always. Please come in. I uh, will. So I bring a bottle of wine and pour two small glasses. It's a nice wine, and I offer her one. Okay, thank you. She takes a sip. Um, I assume that you heard that Lorelai left. Oh, yes, everyone did. Uh, she, um, did she make a loud point of it? or? Yes. Yes, she did. It might be rude of me to ask for you to share something that a sibling said, but 
I hope you understand the delicacy of my situation. I need all of the support that I can get to keep this family strong. If you can give me some idea other than the fact that she is not in my position, why she is so offended, I would appreciate it. Mm, Well, not only is she not in your position, but she does feel like this was a personal snub, both from her mother and from Lord Mentor. Did not get along with her mother? No, she did not. She had no talent for magic whatsoever. The matron was very disappointed. I see. She was also very offended when the other lords and ladies came and greeted you. She felt like they should have, in solidarity, sat in their seat. Oh, does she have solid relationships with most of them? No, no. And Hester, will you be honest with me? Within the limits that I am bound to, yes. Will you support me? Absolutely. 100%. That's good. Thank you. I have double reason to trust you. When the matron took over, legend has it her house was in shambles and no one was happy. So, you've got a long career ahead of you. I'm here. Okay, that's it. I'm going to actually get some rest tonight. I will tell Helena and then also ask her to tell the next guard to be especially wary of rats. They are confused, but they accept this order like it makes perfect sense. Thank you. We'll go looking for rats. Just as long as they don't bother my private chambers. Which, by the way, I have not at all even thought about moving. I'm still in the same room that I was. Okay. Has anybody said anything about that? I think, actually, when you get to your room, your stuff is mostly packed up. Helena? Yes? Why is my stuff packed? Uh, I assume they're moving you into the matron's room on the other side of the chapel in the main building. Oh. Right away? I... Don't know why they would wait. Do I have a choice? Of course. All right. Well, I'm going to sleep here tonight. Get some rest yourself. We have to go early in the morning. All right. I'll be ready. Come dawn. Silpha, there is something in your mouth. There's something in my mouth. Were you chewing your socks and you're sleeping in? It, it goes out of your mouth and then it goes back in your mouth. Is it a cat paw? It is, yes. <laughs> anyway, Scrix will Scrix will wake you up just before dawn and say, Um, Silva? Uh yes, Scrix. Can you make some room in the bed? The sun's about to come up and I'm really tired. I've been up all night. Well, that's why I made you that that little nest in front of the Behind the curtains, well, yes, by but the it's, window. It's warm where you're sleeping. Welcome to cat. <laughs> Welcome to the life of cats. This is why we're all happy cats don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go with you today? I suppose you could. Yay! You want to go outside? Yes, I would love to go outside. Please don't tell me immediately after we're outside that you want to go back inside. No promises. <laughs> And it'll, like, roll up under your chin and start purring really loudly. (laughs) Sofa shifts on the bed groggily and puts an arm up and scritches Scrix behind the ears. Ooh, Scrix likes that. Just rolls into your hand. Jayla's like, I can hear that cat purring from here. Oh, I forgot about (laughs) Jayla. And then there's, like, a shake on the bed as a cat obviously jumps off of it. So something starts 
like your hands dangling over the bed and something starts playing with your fingers. Yeah, stop. Stop. Fucking. <laughs> and she starts scratching her. <laughs> ah, both of you have pet me. Best morning ever. The sun's about to come up. Yes. <laughs> we know. We best get started. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we get up, and I guess we're putting on normal clothes first and packing away the courting dresses. The carriage is waiting for you. Does Mrs. Lunari, like, do our hair? I believe we are rising before my mother and uh. sneaking out before she could see us off. Mrs. Lunari is not a morning person. I can imagine. Okay, you sneak out of the house into the carriage. Sable, a servant... Knocks at your door, has a tray of breakfast, and says your carriage is waiting outside. Excellent. I grab something to drink, something to eat, stuff it in my pocket. The eat part, not the drink part. Grab Helena, and we're off. We needed to send a bird before we left. At first light, we send off a bird with the message that Silpha composed the night before to reach Sable. Okay. It does not occur to me, unless somebody tells me, to leave word on where I'm going. We will say it takes at least 10 minutes for you to get your breakfast and get dressed and get in the car because that is what is going to be required to get a bird there. And once you're finally in the carriage, a servant will come running out. Um, Oh, I caught you before you left. Here you go. And hands you a piece of paper. All right. I open it. It's a note from Silva. What does it say? Silva's note describes what our conversation with the Lady Miev was the day prior and how Jalen and I are rallying in town to leave at first light to go out to the dreary estate where we think Ophelia is with a scroll of find creature in hand in order to try to find Ophelia. Ah, great minds think alike. And so So do do ours. And so do ours. And we are going to cut to you two. So you are carriaging through these massive wheat fields. Just wheat is towering through these fields. And you can tell you're getting very close to the Druid's estate because you can see poking up over them various little houses and manors. Nothing on the Druid's estate is two stories tall. It's all one story. And so it's actually kind of hard to see over the wheat. But a few times you get crest the top of a hill and you can kind of see the manors. Talking to Jalen with the message spell as we're traveling by carriage to the Drury estate, and she will say, so I understand if you can't tell me everything. And I've learned now that there are secrets I don't want to find out, but um, come on, they're not digging a tunnel to the vault in the Thieves' Guild. What is that about? No, they are not. No, that is not where that tunnel is going. You're right. I, I can't really talk about what it actually is it's not bad is it an evans family project it's hard to say what i know about it came from isaac and i was surprised he would know anything that was going on down there isaac mentioned he had a master but not another wizard here in the kingdom yeah i i I can't i'm sorry silfa i can't talk about that either i'm I'm sorry. I don't know a lot, um, but I... Have people broken out? No. Nobody's broken out, as far as I know. But that's not to say that there might be ways of getting word 
out. I don't know what they are. And I don't know who's out there. She doesn't say anything more, but you can see the wheels turning as she starts to put things together and figure out that there is some means of communication with the outside that not everyone is privy to. And now she's wondering who has that kind of access and what it means. And just as you're about to turn down the drive, if you will, that'll take you into the Drury estate, you hear a lot of sort of giggling and the sounds of children. Oh, they have lots of children, don't they? They have a ton of children. Okay. Seven children come pouring out of the wheat, sprinting and giggling, and cross the road right in front of your cart, causing you to pull up quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. And they spill into the opposite side of the road's wheat fields. Like mice running about. Yeah, lively, these children, like little sparrows flitting everywhere. A moment later, a skinny boy, about 17, wearing a nightshirt and a blindfold, comes stumbling out of the corn after them and into the middle of the road. And you know, like his hands are sort of waving out in front of him like he's trying to grab somebody and he says i'm gonna i'm gonna get you i counted to 10 and i am gonna get you and you hear in the distance giggles and he turns and starts heading towards the giggles and the cart driver says um master and he starts and pulls the headband off and spins around wearing just a nightshirt and it's thomas drury Let's leave it there. Don't forget to rate and review us. Join us next time. Will Thomas Drury die of embarrassment? Will Silpha hide in the cart? Will anyone get to their party on time? Will a war start with the Masons? Answers to these questions and more on the next Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. library before nightfall and the night will end the day so unless someone's brave wants to go walking outside nope four levels nobody's done it yet <laughs> i made a table <laughs> we're not idiots <laughs>